Welcome back to Ambushed. This episode is called The Epic Tale of Gerard the Garbage Man. And this is a going to be a fun episode because really it's nothing more than just I'm going to share a parable and then we're going to talk about it. So buckle in, get ready. I had the opportunity uh, to be a part of an open mic night last Friday night where I chose to give some of the parables that I have been working on. And this is one of them. And it seems as though it got some good feedback. And so why not share it with you? So if you are in the car or if you're on a walk or if you are trying to buy time on the train, wonderful. Thank you for listening. My name is John. I am, well, I was trained as a pastor. But I'm really kind of interested in not necessarily conventional ways of talking about spirituality. Sometimes what's conventional or ordinary just seems boring to me. And I'm, I'm trying to figure out what does it mean to be post-conventional, to be in this space after that, you know, the space after the boring, ordinary. And hopefully that's what this is. So, Gerard... The garbage man, and then I'm going to break it down, and then I'll say adieu until next time. Ready? Three, two, one. This is the epic tale of Gerard the garbage man. Now, Gerard was a, a delightful man with a delightful family, but he had to move, and so with his family, he and his family moved to a brand new town where he had a job lined up as a new garbage man. And he was all right with that. He loved that job. and It was a meaningful job. In fact, he was in some of the greatest shape of his life because he would run behind the truck with running shoes on, and he was just in fantastic shape. However, he didn't know it at the time, but when he and his wife bought their new home, they realized that they moved into a town that just loved bowling. And so one evening, he's walking down the main street with his wife, and on one side of the street, he sees a bowling alley, a beautiful bowling alley. And then on the left side of the street, he sees a bowling store where they sell gloves and shoes, belts, but bowling balls. And Gerard, the garbage man, as he looks over, he happens to see a number of people from the town. He sees Earl, the electrician. He sees Phil, the pharmacist. He sees Doug the dentist, and all of the town are there looking, peering into the windows of the bowling store. And as he peeks over their shoulders, he looks in and sees a beautiful bowling ball. It's ruby-colored, and he listened in as everyone from the town just said, Ooh, ah, just mesmerized by it. And then so as he was walking home with his family, he thought to himself, man, I don't even like bowling, but I want to buy that. And so the next day he went back and he saw the price tag for it. And my goodness, it was incredibly expensive, far more than he made in a normal calendar year. He's like, man, I can't afford this. But then he noticed more and more people were gathering around outside of the store looking in at this bowling ball. Ooh, ah, they said. And so he called up 
his boss and asked if he could start working 18-hour days. He felt the need. He's like, I really want this thing. He's like, I'm not sure why, but I really like bowling. He's like, I'm going to, I'm going to get this. And so for the next couple months, Gerard works 18-hour shifts running behind the garbage truck trying to earn enough money. Unfortunately, his family started to miss him quite a bit, but they understood this was something that he really wanted, so they were willing to deal with it for the next three months or so. When the end of the three months came, Gerard walked into the bowling store with a bowling alley across the street, and he happened to bring the money that was necessary to buy this, and in front of... (laughs) Phil the pharmacist, Earl the electrician, Doug the dentist, and many more. He bought the ruby bowling ball. (laughs) And so he walks out into the middle of the street and raises up victoriously the ruby bowling ball that he had just purchased by working 18-hour shifts for the past three months. And in the glimmering sunset as the sunlight glistened off of the bowling ball. He held it up in triumphant celebration as the whole town says, Ooh. Huh? And then everyone from the town turned and looked to the side. They didn't finish the, Ooh. Ah. And as he's holding the 12-pound bowling ball up in the air with his one hand, Everyone else from the town looks to the window of the bowling store as the owner puts out a gorgeous emerald green bowling ball. And then everyone in the town looks at the bowling ball that's twice as expensive, mind you, as the emerald one. And they all say, ooh, ah. And while holding the 12-pound bowling ball up in his right hand, he reaches into his pocket, Gerard, and with his left hand calls his boss and asks if he can keep working 18-hour shifts. That's it. That's the end. A great question right now would be, (laughs) what do you think it's about? So if you feel like you want to, give this episode a pause right now and give yourself and maybe whoever else is listening with you maybe in the car just pause this and for the next few moments just try to figure out what you think it's about ready i'll count to three and then you can pause it if you want one two three and unpause (laughs) maybe you didn't pause at all it's okay What is this parable about? Well, I'm really fascinated by the fact that in uh, school settings today, we have math, we have science, we have physics, biology, we have sociology, we have history, we have a lot of disciplines in high schools and in colleges, but we're really missing out on another topic, and I would say that topic is wisdom. Because if you had a hard time pausing this episode and just trying to unpack what you think that story was about, it's because Western civilization does not seem to honor wisdom, right? I mean, we we honor copious amounts of information, and we honor when people make tons of money, but that's not the same thing as honoring 
and respecting wisdom. We're really not trained to decipher the meaning of a story, of a parable, let alone our own lives. And so let's reflect together, shall we? The name Gerard (laughs) comes from a philosopher named René Gerard, who once wrote, uh, not super extensively, but it, it was a big topic for him, on the topic of mimetic desire. Now, mimetic just means to mime, to imitate. And he started to notice, along with other researchers and observers of the human condition, that we tend to imitate the desires of other people. Not only that, but the more and more people that want a particular thing, there's something that happens to us in our psyche, in our mind, in the fibers of our soul. We start to want the same thing. Gerard, the garbage man, wasn't even a bowler, but he found himself wanting it more and more as he started to find out other people really, really wanted this. Now, you may even notice this is a a tactic that happens. If you were ever to look on Instagram or YouTube or something, there's often their product placements and there's commercials put onto some of the profiles that have the most followers. And in fact, Facebook has algorithms that you will see things more often if more people like it. It's because all of these technologies are cashing in on mimetic desire. Oh, 700,000 people like this Ferrari? Well, you need to know about it. 700,000 people want it, so you should want it also. But that's one of the dangerous things. Mimetic desire, those desires aren't really ours. They might be other people's, but sometimes if we aren't careful, are not careful, we will start and start to want what other people want, even if it's not good for our family to work 18-hour shifts. Now, they've also noticed that desire for things and it could be many different things, increases the more expensive it gets. The number isn't really as important as much as the number symbolizes how difficult it is to get. So let's say there is a Ferrari for a million dollars. That's a big hurdle, a million dollars to accumulate to buy such a car. But if you were to find a car for 2000 you may not have as much of a desire to go after it because the distance to which you need to go and travel to get it isn't as big. And so the desire is not as large because the prohibition or the distance needed to get there. That's also part of what happens when we drive past mansions. If you were to drive past a house or a home that's larger than yours, you might end up wanting it. But it's it might just be because the hurdle to get there is larger, and so therefore it seems more desirable. Man, you thought this was all just about a bowling ball. But then, you can also put your feet in Gerard's shoes. 
Imagine the letdown that he experienced when he finally achieved the bowling ball that everyone wanted and they didn't even finish their ooh-ah before another item came out. There's something that happens um, when we organize our lives just to chase after things. Because once we get those things, sometimes there's a certain level of depression or melancholy. Because really, the fun in achieving it had to do with the distance, somewhat, and then and what it took to get there. If you were to think about climbing a mountain, the top of the mountain would be nothing without the distance needed to get to the top. Hmm. Again, <laughs> you thought this was maybe just about a bowling ball. But then, this is where it comes down to being post-conventional, is that in the midst of all of this, this whole topic has to do with slavery. This whole topic has to do with impressing other people. And I would like to encourage you to think about a coherent or, or good or healthy spirituality. And I mean, I was raised in the Christian tradition, so I'm going to bank on that, will always be anchored and encouraging you to chase after more and more freedom. Because at least the Old Testament scriptures are anchored and they find their foundation in the liberation of the Israelites who were once slaves in Egypt. The rest of the Old Testament plays with this theme of exodus and then going back into slavery. Exodus and then slavery to some new regime and then being kicked out. It keeps going back and forth. And I once heard a rabbi talk about how the Hebrew Bible is the story of people that both loved and hated their own slavery, which is a very profound statement to hear from a rabbi, but that we are always encouraged to chase after freedom. And I'm going to pull this into today and pull this into Rene Girard, the philosopher, and pull this into our consumer culture that really benefits off of you and I and everyone else we know being discontent with what we do have and instead striving after the things that everyone else says we should have. Any coherent and healthy and vibrant spirituality will always be be encouraging us to chase after a radical freedom. A radical freedom that doesn't feel the need to, one, have the same wants and desires as everyone else. Two, it keeps us free from the tyranny of working 18-hour days to buy the things that deep down we really don't want and isn't really healthy for us or our families. Helps us to be radically free to then spend that time maybe helping those people who have less than we do. But <clears throat> but the bowling ball is just a symbol of how we sometimes love the wrong things too much. And that's been a topic that I've brought up before. But I'm going to encourage you, as you're listening to this, the, the symbol is of a bowling ball. But what is the bowling ball? that you really care about. (laughs) 
the thing of which you are chasing after that maybe is your new slave master. You are organizing all of your time, your money, your resources, your energy, your thought processes all around trying to get this one thing. And maybe it's not something that you can buy with money, but you know, sometimes we are so fixated on achieving and getting the thing that we think we want that we don't take the time to stop and ask ourselves if it's really something that we want or that it's, if it's even healthy for us. So, what do you think it's about? Go back to when you paused this episode. Was there something that you brought out from this parable that was different from what I just said? And maybe that maybe you did, and that's totally fine because I think a good parable is kind of like the inkblot test, you know, the Rorschach test, is that it will bring out different things for different people because everybody will be bringing their own life experience to it. But let this be something that starts a conversation, at least a conversation in this sense. Take time to reflect on your own life deeply. You just did it with a made-up parable. <laughs> but it's an important skill set to learn, not just to do with stories, but to eventually get around to evaluating and try to use some level of wisdom to interpret your own life and ask yourself whether or not you are engaging in things that you really think are helpful, healthy, and good for you and others. Because I guess if you were to say anything about the genre of that parable, of the epic tale of Gerard the Garbage Man, you could very well say that it's a tragedy rather than a comedy. Because by the end of it, Gerard reaches into his pocket and pulls out his phone and calls his boss, hoping that he can keep working another 18-hour work day just so that he can hopefully buy a different color <laughs> bowling ball. I'm a big fan of Socrates and his famous quote. I'm probably not going to say it exactly right. The unexamined life is not worth living. You may have heard a different paraphrase of that, but it's true. To pass through life without any amount of reflection or examination on the quality of your life and what kind of life you want to have means it's not a life worth living because you might always be settling for a status quo or you may always be at the whims of the crowds. I don't want that for you. I think deep down you don't want that for you. But I'm sure as heck sure, God, as best as you understand him, doesn't want that for you either. So, thank you for listening. This was a shorter one, but I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, may it spur you on to some further conversation, all right? May you, the listener be surprised this week with the depths of which you are capable of. May you look upon your own life with reflection and with self-evaluation. And may you, at the end of that short endeavor, chase after a better life than you did before. 
May grace and peace be with you.